How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brian Peacock. Thanks for joining me on this Tuesday. Gonna NFC West draft review and, and take a look at some of the 49ers' biggest rivals and see how those teams are looking post draft. Today, we're gonna start with the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to pause for a little Winky Wednesday on tomorrow's show and then on Thursday back doing the Seattle Seahawks review. Also having Samuel Gold of Field Goals. It is the Seahawks blog for SB Nation. So we'll talk to Samuel about the Seahawks. And he also had a film breakdown on 49ers new quarterback, rookie C.J. Beathard. So we'll get into that as well on Thursday's show. Once again, I want to thank everybody for continuing to rate and review the show on iTunes. Please subscribe we're streaming on Audio Boom as well. You can find the stream at LockedOn49ers.com as well as links to everything you need uh, to get hooked up with the show and subscribe. And you can find my Twitter feed also on the right side of the page at LockedOn49ers.com. You can follow me on Twitter at BD Peacock. You can always email the show, LockedOn49ers at gmail.com. It's also the place to hit me up if you would like to be a sponsor to the show. Your company could be right here, sponsoring Locked On 49ers, reaching a passionate audience of 49ers and NFL fans. Get your company great exposure right here on Locked On 49ers. Rates are reasonable based solely on the numbers of listeners you get, so the value is there. Email me, LockedOn49ers at gmail.com to get started. So it might be a little bit of a short show since uh, the Rams traded all their draft picks in the Jerry Goff trade in 2016, but they did move down a little bit this year, and they do have some picks, later picks, nothing in the first round. Uh, before we get to the Rams, though, OTA is kicking off this week. Exciting stuff. We'll have some 7-on-7 drills, some 11-on-11 type work. They're not able to do the one-on-ones, you know, offensive linemen versus defensive linemen, not the type of the uh, of practices where they'll be banging, no pads and, and, and hitting each other, but, you know, get some full on-field practices, get a chance to see the wide receivers and quarterbacks working together and some 7-on-7, 11-on-11 that they do in OTAs. So still not a lot of hitting in practice or really any hitting at all, but uh, ramping up here in Phase 3, I believe it is now, of the offseason. One quick note, and Peter King from Monday Morning Quarterback keeps dropping 49ers nuggets. This time, it was was talking about the Bengals draft at MMQB and their first-round pick at number 9 overall in wide receiver John Ross. And uh, he of the record 4.22 40-yard dash time at the Combine. Uh, but he had a Kyle Shanahan quote on Ross, who was among the next tier of players that the, Niner, that the 49ers were looking at after Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster. Shanahan said, quote, about Ross, a true separator, a difference maker. And so it's a short quote there, but it, it kind of goes to what we're seeing a theme here with Kyle Shanahan. And it's pretty clear, you know, knowing Ross was their wide receiver one, when he was actually the third receiver taken in the draft after my guy Corey Davis went five and Mike Williams went. Uh, Shanahan covered speed. Everyone he brought in so far is fast. 
or super quick. Um, even Pierre Garçon, who has a power element to his game, uh, he ran four fours coming out of, of college. Um, Joe Williams is a burner at running back, ran four four one at the combine. You know, choosing speed and quicks over size with free agents, Marquise Goodwin, you know, another 4-2 guy, I think 4-2-8 at the Combine, former track star and Olympic hopeful. So he's got, you know, world-class speed at wide receiver as well. Aldrick Robinson, uh, Trent Taylor, you know, not long speed, but small lateral agility to get open underneath. Definitely not big, 5-8. You know, even fifth-round tight end, George Kittle ran a 4-5-2, which was one of the best times for tight ends at the Combine. You know, isn't your typical tall red zone basketball type athlete at tight end. So it seems like Kyle Shanahan has a type. And we've seen it with quarterback Hoyer, Cousins, Beathard. And it looks like he has a type uh, on offense that values athleticism over size with receivers, especially, you know, although there is some toughness to most of them, but, you know, just not prototype height and weight with those guys. Okay. The Los Angeles Rams, still kind of getting used to them being in Los Angeles, still not at all used to the San Diego Chargers. Well, I just called them the San Diego Chargers. The Chargers being in Los Angeles as well. Uh, but the Los Angeles Rams, and, uh, I, you know, hopefully they're still these guys. You know, but they got a new head coach, Sean McVay. And, and unfortunately, we can't pencil in, you know, seven and nine for him with Jeff Fisher anymore. Uh, very unfortunate. And a lot of the, you know, Sean McVay, young, the youngest head coach in the league. And with this team, it's all going to be about McVay and how he works with with Jared Goff. And there was a report Monday that, that Jared Goff was actually picking up this new offense super well compared to the last offense, which is surprising because the West Coast stuff and the, that McVay's bringing into Los Angeles is supposed to be very wordy and kind of hard to, to grasp for young players. And uh, especially Goff coming out of that Bear Raid system at Cal. And, uh, you know, it's not that surprising that Goff had, you know, stumbled a little bit out of the gates just because of that transition from being a young guy. He was a true junior in college coming into the pros, wasn't quite physically prepared, I don't think. You know, kind of a skinny guy, still had that, the young, he still had the body of a kid. You know, he's not that grown man yet, uh, doesn't have that dad strength. Um, and I'm sure he's been hitting the weights. And, of course, just going from that bear rate offense to an NFL offense was probably a tough transition. And if he does have a good coach in McVay that can really get to him, I still think Goff can be a good player. But it's all going to be about that relationship between McVay and Goff for how good the Rams are going to be. And especially since they traded their 2017 first-round pick in that deal to move up and get Jared Goff in 2016. So what did the Rams end up with in the draft? Well, the first pick is, is a security blanket for Jared Goff. And they actually traded down, I think, a couple of times to add some more picks. So they ended up with eight draft picks, uh, all of them starting in the second round, a lot of day three picks. But round two, pick 44 after they traded down from 37, they selected a small school tight end, Gerald Everett, 6'3", 239 pounds out of South Alabama. Player I liked, I don't know if I liked him that high. Um, Apparently, the Rams liked him more than just about everybody. But, you know, an undersized, you're probably envisioning someone who could possibly do some of the things that Jordan Reed did in Washington for McVay. Very similar size. I think Reed's a better athlete than Gerald Everett. But, you know, of tight end, you're going to move around, get some mismatches, and a player that is going to be more of a receiving tight end than an inline tight end, most likely. But Gerald Everett, the pick in the second round, they drafted a couple tight ends last year. So there's a bunch of guys on the roster. And it's kind of a theme. They drafted a couple wide receivers here in 2017 after drafting a couple last year as well. But uh, t- Gerald Everett, Comes in and, and he'll compete with Tyler Higby, who was a player I kind of liked last year, mid-round tight end, bigger-bodied guy. Also, Tamaric Hemingway was another, you know, undersized, more athletic tight end that they drafted in 2016. So there's going to be a lot of competition there for some uh, young tight ends. 
And it, it's pretty clear that McVay values the tight end and he knows how to use him. So Gerald Everett, sleeper, sleeper player there. You know, if you're looking for a rookie tight end, maybe in your uh, dynasty uh, fantasy leagues there, Gerald Everett might be someone because in that West Coast offense and in McVay's offense. And I think it'll be good for Jared Goff to have a security blanket type of player. And Everett probably over Higby and some of the other guys that are already there is McVay's guy and his choice. And he was their first pick at, at number 44 overall, the pick 12 in the second round. Their third round pick was a, a player that a lot of Niner fans I saw on Twitter really liked in the draft process was Cooper Cup, 6'2", 200-pounder out of another small school guy, Eastern Washington. Not fast at all. You know, he ran four sixes at the Combine, uh, but he's going to play a bigger slot role, it looks like, for the Rams, and which is weird because they already have, you know, I just talked about Everett, who's probably a guy who's going to be split out a little bit more on the wing. Maybe you could move him into the slot and move him around and stuff as a receiver as a tight end. But Cooper Cup is supposed to be a bigger slot type receiver. And then you already have Tavon Austin, who is not a true wide receiver. So he's someone you got to move around. So uh, I don't know who's going to be on the outside doing work for the Rams, but Cooper Cup apparently is going to get a chance to work in, might play outside as well. You know, with his size, he would seem to be someone who could who could play outside a little bit and be, you know, a chain mover type. But to be honest with you, third round pick five, these first two picks, I think might have been overdrafted a little bit because Cooper Cup, you know, he dominated some some small school competition, but he 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 just doesn't separate. He's not super athletic. You know, at the top of the third round, a little too rich for me. But, uh, you know, he has a chance to do some things. And he got open enough and and, and was super productive at Eastern Washington. So I'm not going to say that that I think he's going to be a bad player necessarily, but maybe a little high for me. Round three, pick 27, their second pick of the third round, when they, they gained from the Bills uh, in that trade down when they moved down from 37 to 44 in the second round. They took John Johnson, who is a safety out of Boston College, more of a coverage guy than a more physical player. Someone I was thinking that 49ers might be looking at in the mid to late rounds as a free safety type. And uh, he was a late riser in the draft process. Wasn't sure he was going to get into the second day, but he did uh, late in the third round. One player I do like, probably the best pick in the draft, I think, for the Rams is Josh Reynolds, who they took in the fourth round. And uh, he's a 6'3", 194-pound wide receiver from Texas A&M. And he's definitely an outside type of wide receiver. And he's probably more of the wide receiver version of what I've been talking about with Akella Witherspoon. Very thin guy, needs to continue to get bigger and stronger, but has the length. Uh, can really play the ball. Um, I think he's going to be a pretty good player. He makes a lot of those sideline catches. He's he's a guy that's going to run some deep routes. He can go up and get the ball. He's very flexible because he's skinny and he's tall, but he's 4-5 speed, not the not a burner, but he can get deep a little bit, make a lot of catches around the sideline, has some good footwork and flexibility, and, and can make some really nice catches in the air. Um, but more of a vertical guy, but not super fast. But I think in the fourth round, I think he's a very good pick there and has a chance to really sneak up to the top of the depth chart and might be uh, one of the starters, but still, you know, at, at max, I think in his career, maybe a number two type on the outside. That's Josh Reynolds, wide receiver from Texas A&M. And another fourth round pick they had, and another guy I think maybe drafted a little high, to be honest with you, Samson Ibukam, who was another player. He was Cooper Cup's teammate at Eastern Washington. Small school guy, went to some postseason all-star games and looked pretty good, impressive athlete. You know, he can move around, uh, 6'3", 240 sort of an, a linebacker, edge rusher, hybrid type player, someone I thought the 49ers might want to look at in the fifth, sixth round range. Wasn't super productive, even though he's a really good athlete, so more of a, a moldable type of player. Someone I thought might fit as a strong side linebacker in the 49ers' new scheme, Samson Ibukam. Drafted him at pick 125 overall in the fourth round. And, you know, the Rams, if they can if they can develop this guy, maybe they have a, a supreme athlete, someone who can do a lot of things as an outside linebacker and off the edge as a rusher as well. But, man, again... A little too high and really 
four out of five picks here. I think I think they they reached just a little bit. So uh, you know, if you're a Forty ers fan, it's a good thing. You know, <laughs> with if the Rams are, are reaching on draft picks, but uh, it's it's a draft and develop league. It's not all about how valuable they are on draft day. It's about how good they are. You know, two, three, four years down the road. And so if if McVay and his his coaching staff can coach these guys up and develop them. You know, maybe they do have something. And Ibukam is that guy who some of these other players they took aren't supreme athletes like Cooper Cup. But on the on the flip side here, Ibukam was, you know, less productive, but better athlete. No fifth round picks for the Rams in round six. They drafted Tanzel Smart, defensive tackle out of Tulane. I mean, he's not going to get any playing time, really, because unless Aaron Donald is hurt, he's that player. He's an undersized, penetrating sort of a a three technique under tackle type. He's only 6'1", 296 pounds, and he's really good at at penetrating. And, you know, uh, for an undersized guy, you, you, you can imagine how quick he might be as a defensive tackle, but undersized, even smaller than Aaron Donald, and he'll be probably the understudy to Aaron Donald, probably doing a lot of the same things he does in a backup role for the Rams. If you're looking for a player that might actually see the field first out of everybody they drafted, it's uh, their second sixth-round pick, Number 206 overall, Sam Rogers, fullback out of Virginia Tech, one of the better fullbacks in the draft, someone who can do a little bit of everything as a fullback. It's a new era of, of West Coast offense, but still has a lot of those elements with the fullback, and Sam Rogers is going to be that player for the Rams. 5'10", 231, not the biggest fullback, so you know he can move around a little bit, probably can, can catch the ball for you, block. You could probably even move him around if you need to. But uh, Sam Rogers, I kind of like this pick in the sixth round to get someone who's potentially a starter on your football team even if it is a fullback in a position that's not necessarily the highest value, uh, maybe even more playing time than anybody on this list in year one. And I'm not sure if there's even a fullback on the roster beside him, so they might have to put him on the field unless they might want to use one of their you know bunch of tight ends that they have, like five or six, seven tight ends now. And the last player, the Rams selected in 2017, seventh round pick, 234 overall, Ewan Price, he's a defensive end out of Pittsburgh, extremely undersized but explosive player. I really enjoyed watching Ewan Price. I was surprised when I saw him play for the first time. Just a weird body. He's built like a middle linebacker, but he's an edge rusher. 5'11", 241 pounds. I think he's someone who will probably play with his hair on fire on special teams and uh, and work to, to find a role and be sort of a situational rusher, but he just doesn't have the size to be you know an every-down defensive end, which is why he ended up in the seventh round. I don't think he even worked out all that well either, but he plays his butt off. A player I like, and I'm I, to be honest with you, I think, think I like the, the last two picks the Rams had better than a lot of the other selections aside from, from Josh Reynolds here uh, as, as far as value is concerned. But Ewan Price, someone to look out for, might be a rotational rusher, someone who could, uh, who could get in the backfield for the Rams, even though he's only 5'11", 241 out of Pittsburgh. Probably convert to outside linebacker in the Rams' new defense under Wade Phillips. And obviously that was a point of emphasis with you got Samson Ibukam in the fourth round and Ewan Price in the seventh round. They're trying to find some rotational guys to to put pressure on the edge and have some outside linebackers in their new 3-4 scheme. Which is why Tanzel Smart's kind of weird because, you know, obviously 49ers fans know all about the 3-4 defense. You know, that, that under tackle, that three technique isn't isn't a big part of that. And I was already wondering how Aaron Donald would fit in because, you know, two-gapping him on rundowns as a defensive end, you know, I, I think that kind of just negates some of his ability to be a penetrator. 60-plus percent of the time, 70% of the time, you're going to be in sub-packages, in those nickel packages, which is basically the new base. So in that case, you're going to have some interior rushers. So maybe that's why Tanzel Smart fits in and, and why Aaron Donald will still probably be a beast for the Los Angeles Rams and one of the better defenders in the league. So just overall looking at their roster, obviously it's all about Goff and it's all about the new head coach in McVay and how things are put together. 
Um, you know, I do want to highlight their offensive line because they they brought in Andrew Whitworth, big ticket item in free agency because, man, they just had to fix that offensive line, one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Also brought in John Sullivan, veteran lineman at center from Washington. Greg Robinson, bust. He never fit at left tackle. They're going to try him at left guard probably again. And then uh, Rob Havenstein over at right tackle and uh, some people that I don't really know much about possibly fitting it in right guard. So still a work in progress for that offensive line, but they threw some money at that position and they really had to, not only to protect Jared Goff, but just to be a productive offense. And you got Todd Gurley back there who was just three yards in a cloud of dust last season. He couldn't get anything going in his sophomore year. So I'm, I'm guessing they're going to try to get him on track and, and be a little bit run heavy, try to bring Jared Goff along because he doesn't have a lot of weapons in the passing game. They did get him that tight end and we'll see if Gerald Everett, is able to develop Tyler Higby's in year two, Tameric Hemingway's in year two. They got a few other guys that probably won't make much of an impact at tight end. And at wide receiver, I don't know who's going to be the starters. I don't even know who's going to be a number two. I mean, Robert Woods most likely is going to be one of the starters. Tavon Austin's got a lot of money, but he's not your outside traditional wide receiver. So you got to kind of move him around and find ways to to utilize his skill set out of the slot, maybe even try him a little bit as a running back. Um, but you know, they've got a bunch of guys they got to move around. If you're talking about Gerald Everett, who they just drafted Cooper cup, who they just drafted, who might be slot types of, of receivers. And then Tavon Austin, that's his game too. So I don't know how that's all going to work out. You got Mike Thomas, the bad Mike Thomas from the 2016 draft sixth rounder. He's in the mix there. Pharaoh Cooper's in the mix, another late round guy. And then Josh Reynolds, possibly on the outside, Nelson Spruce. Um, I don't know, just basically they just have a lot of bodies at wide receiver and nobody that has that physical skill set that you would say, oh, this is going to be the guy who's now or eventually going to be the number one wide receiver. So I think that's going to be the toughest thing for Goff. And they might go, you know, fullback, Todd Gurley heavy, two tight ends, um, and then maybe, you know, work in some other guys and, and try to move pieces around and scheme guys open because otherwise I just don't see it with that wide receiving group. And hopefully – I mean, for for the Rams' sake, they're hoping, you know, they have a huge upgrade now on the offensive line with adding Whitworth. So that's the Rams' offense. You know, it's all about Goff, Goff and Gurley. Uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. They did add another a free agent on defense, linebacker Connor Barwin. Again, they had to add some pass rushers there to fit with this 3-4 defense. Aaron Donald, he's in the middle. I'm looking at a depth chart right now that has him listed as a nose tackle. A dude's not a nose tackle. I mean, he's going to be playing short distance downs and on First and 10, early downs, I, I got to imagine he's going to be more playing a defensive end position because he's just, too, he's you know, you don't want to have him too gapping as a nose tackle and just getting double teamed and beat up all game long and then asking him to try to rush after that. I, I just don't think that's the right thing to do with Aaron Donald. But uh, Michael Brockers is there probably playing one defensive end. Probably put Aaron Donald at the other defensive end. They didn't really draft a nose tackle. Tanzel Smart's not that guy. They did pick up Mike Purcell from the 49ers, so he's going to compete probably at nose tackle. Uh, that's that's a big weakness if, as I'm looking at this roster and the depth chart right now is that uh, run-stuffing uh, defensive line, interior defensive line. They still have Robert Quinn, who's had a ton of injury questions. He's that pass rush demon on the weak side, and if he's healthy, he's awesome. One of the top five pass rushers in the league, but, man, he's had a lot of problems. Alec Ogletree, slightly overrated inside linebacker. Mark Barron, who's a converted safety now linebacker. Tremaine Johnson is, I, pl- I believe, playing under the franchise tag this year. Um, one of the better, bigger corners in the league. He's on one side. You've got EJ Gaines, Mo Alexander, Isaiah Johnson, uh, Nickel Roby, who is coincidentally a nickel cornerback. The Marcus Joyner is another nickel-style corner, so you can see why they added John Johnson to be a coverage safety with that defense because, man, they just don't have a lot in the secondary outside of Tremaine Johnson. 
So looking at the draft and breaking it down, and I would say it's you know it's a C minus draft. I think um, you got to factor in they didn't have a first round pick, so maybe it's even a D draft. I I don't think it was amazing. I like Gerald Everett, their second round pick. I thought even though they overdrafted him, I think he can be a good player. He does get open quite easily, especially at the small school level. He's uncoverable as a as a smaller quicker tight end but you know it's going to be a transition for him into the pros they they have just a bunch of bodies at wide receiver um that offensive line is going to be the key though still work in progress and and after looking at this roster and looking at the depth chart and and seeing a draft that was kind of ho-hum makes you feel good about about the rams and, and how the 49ers compare with them there's a reason the rams weren't very good last year and haven't been good but it's all about that you know young quarterback and and todd Gurley and the coaching staff and how good and is it too soon? Did Sean McVay get the coaching job too soon there as a head coach? But got to love the veteran defensive coordinator in Wade Phillips. He's been one of the best DCs in the NFL for, for a really long time. So that's the new look Los Angeles Rams. Not a team that, that makes you worried. A team that I think the 49ers could beat once or twice in 2017. Although a lot of teams are probably looking at the 49ers and still thinking that the Niners are that team that they can beat once or twice. Uh, we'll see how these teams develop a lot of unknowns when it comes to new coaching staffs and how teams develop under that new leadership. But yeah, looking at that roster, doesn't get me worried about those 49ers-Rams matchups in 2017. Thanks everybody for listening. Be back tomorrow on a little Winky Wednesday. Be back on Thursday. Going to have a guest, Samuel Gold. He's going to break down the Seattle Seahawks as well as some film work he did on C.J. Beathard. See you on Winky Wednesday on Locked On 49ers. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17